I was signing copies of the book, yeah. but I didn't even have a chance to just open the book and, and like flip through the pages or anything. So this is Javaka Steptoe. Yeah, so this is the first time. <laughs> it's back in June. We're in Orlando for the American Library Association annual conference. And he's looking at the finished copy of his book, Radiant Child, for the first time. It's nice. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. I'm happy. It's a book he spent years creating. And it's a story, the life of artist Jean-Michel Basquiat, that hits close to home. Welcome to The Yarn, a School Library Journal production. I'm Travis Yonker. This is the latest installment of our Unraveler series. In each episode, a book creator will take you inside one of their books. Their inspiration, fears, frustrations, epiphanies, the whole thing pulled apart. Let's get back to Javaka, talking about how he first came to know about Basquiat. I just remember like really noticing him in the New York Times article, Art's New Money. He has his suit on and he's barefoot. I remember seeing the posters of him and um, Andy Warhol with the, with the boxing gloves <laughs> and looking at him like, who's this character? You know, being really influenced by um, some of the things, the symbols that he was using, the crown. Like I, I, I remember like in the 90s, adding crowns to my work really, really loving um, the color and the strength in the color. And then um, in, in 2000, I think it was 2005, uh, the Brooklyn Museum had an exhibit where they had his work. And, you know, seeing his work in the Brooklyn Museum, I really had the opportunity to look at the detail, um, the language, the history that he puts into his work, and, and just kind of play with it, you know? Uh, because like he has these word combinations, and it's not like you just read a sentence and you like go down to the end of the painting and then you're finished looking at it. Um, the way that he puts language together sometimes. It's almost like a game. And it's, it's almost like he's um, inviting you to play around with the combination of words as well. I don't really remember the moment where I said I want to make a book about um, Basquiat. I guess one, I always try to look for interesting subject matter. And sometimes interesting is a little challenging, you know, because there's like a lot of adultness around Basquiat's life. I, f I feel like there's a lot of parallels in um, our lives. Basquiat says that um, my mother gave me the primary things. The artwork came from her. He had a parent who was an artist. And so... Um, you know, like, instead of me having one parent, I had two parents who were artists. He would sit with his mother, and she would draw with him. I would 
do the same things with my parents, you know, like they would be working and then I would be working, you know, with my paper and crayons. And, you know, like I would be asking them questions. How do you draw a fist? How do you draw an eye? How do you do this? How, how do you do that? Um, so, you know, I, I definitely got a lot in that way from my parents. They would take me to programs to, to learn about art, to learn about science. And so his, his mother would do the same thing. She, she brought him to the Brooklyn Museum. He became like one of their junior artists and he you know, joined the art program. She would take him to the museums um, to see exhibits and she would take him to um, see plays and things like that. And another way is that uh, my mother experienced mental illness and his mother also experienced me mental illness. My mother exhibited, exhibited signs of mental illness when I was in college. So um, I've been, in, in terms of like knowing what it's like to, to have a, a family member who's mentally ill, like I, I've been experiencing that for maybe about 15 years, 16 years. Being that my mother was an artist, I would talk to her about art and I would ask her questions about art. That was a, a point that we could talk. It was a, a, a point where she could focus on because a lot of times when people have mental illnesses, they go off on tangents. And so if I talk about art, she comes right straight to the, <laughs> to the present. She looks for art, you know, she looking at newspapers and magazines and she knows more about what's going on in the art world than I do because that's, that's something that's probably always been a part of her life and, and that always brings her right, you know, back to the present. I don't know, I, I, I just feel like it was therapy, I guess. Yes, you know, every book that I work on is 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 parts of me is 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 based on my memories and nostalgia, me reworking the past or trying to find out like what what's what's the truth. Like there's no way to to make a book that encompasses everything. And so like, what do you choose as important um, and as meaningful? And, you know, like how, how do you say everything that you wanna say as concisely as possible and also be poetic? <laughs> Um, so I, I wanted to have something that, that represented um, Basquiat's art and his process. And I also wanted to ha have the freedom of, you know, going through my own process. In the beginning, it's, it's kind of more my style, using wood, found objects. I, I like puzzles, so I, I decided to just use blocks of found wood and, and, and piece them together. 
and paint on on top of the wood and then as the story goes along and Basquiat goes from boy to young man artist you kind of see the materials change a, a little bit I have a lot of hopes for the book. I, w I want it to be healing. You know, I, w I want people to look at it and say, you know, I have a desire and I, I, could, I could see from this book that, you know, this person, Jean-Michel, had a desire and he, re he really went for it. I also think about, you know, like mental illness and I think about kids coming to school, coming from all different situations. I would love for this book to be an opportunity for people to have conversations around that. I always want people looking at work that I create to, to feel like they're really seeing art, you know, for them not to have a distinction and say, oh, this, these are just illustrations, but this is art. You know, I, I want them to to look at this book and, and see art, you know, and everything. In just a moment, we have a clip from the next episode of The Yarn. But first, thank you, Javaka Steptoe, for the interview. Thank you, Philip Stead, for our theme music. Additional music for this episode from the Free Music Archive. You can contact us via email at theyarnpodcast at gmail.com and visit us online at the School Library Journal website. Next time on The Yarn. You know, there are kids around this country who've never seen anyone that looks like them write these books. When I show up to schools or, or to prisons, there are always young people, young men and young, young ladies who say, we didn't think you were going to look like that, right? My, my, my personhood, uh, my body um, is just as much of, of an important piece of the puzzle as these stories. You can't, you can't be what you can't see. Author Jason Reynolds, thanks for listening.